Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, August 3rd, 2020. Stand up for your country. So I was thinking about what to lead with today. We got a lot of stuff. It's a very entertaining program. Not as intense as some nights. We got a preview of my interview with Sean Hannity. He's got a book coming out. We'll give you a little of that. Um, we have uh, the Christopher Columbus, This Day in History. Was he really a bad guy? I'll tell you yes or no. Um, but first, I think these protests are um, really turning things around politically in America. Let me give you a stat that I didn't know until about an hour ago. So Rasmussen, uh, that polling outfit, does a daily tracking poll of the president's approval, job approval. And it's 51% today, which is up big in a week. And my opinion is the reason for that is that Donald Trump has taken a strong stance against anarchy and violence in America. Now, I could be wrong because COVID is a real, real disturbing factor in this country right now. But I think that most Americans, particularly people I know, and I know a lot of people, there's nobody justifying this craziness. We're going to get into it. Um, so this is day 70, 70 of people protesting. What are they protesting against? So we all know that George Floyd was... I can't legally say murdered because we have to let the trial unfold. That's the fair thing to do. But brutally killed by police officers, and it never should have happened. Any fair-minded person in this country knows that. Okay, we've established. We've established three things, all right? Police brutality is unacceptable, always. Black males have it harder when police confront them than white males do. That's established, all right? And that reform is needed because of that. Now, I know what the crime stats say. I know that young black males commit more crimes than any other ethnic group, but that is not an excuse or a justification for police brutality. It's not. So again, overwhelmingly, I'd say the number is 80% of Americans say, we got it, okay? We need some reform. Police brutality is unacceptable. And black males in particular have a hard time. Okay, so why are we protesting 70 days after George Floyd's death? If we all have it, and 80% of us agree, now, I'm not talking about defunding the police. That's insane. That, that's just crazy stuff. And that leads to far more deaths than any police brutality stat. Um, so I know why the protests continue. Do you know? Now think about it. It's because the radical left, which is behind the protests, the so-called Black Lives Matter movement, all right? They want to destabilize American society. They want to create chaos in the inner cities and elsewhere so that they get their way 
by law enforcement reform, social justice, reparations. The list is endless. They feel that if they create chaos, enough chaos, that our system will collapse. It's like the Viet Cong. They created chaos every night in South Vietnam. They came out of their bunkers and terrorized the countryside. And they were very, very effective in destabilizing the South Vietnamese government. The people lost faith that Saigon could protect them. This is the same strategy, guerrilla warfare. Come out in Portland, Oregon, set fires, terrorize people, collapse the government and the economy in Portland, which has already happened. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillOReilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, Joe Biden's going to announce his VP next week, and believe me when I tell you, Barack Obama will have a big hand in it. So Kamala Harris is the candidate that the far left wants, all right? Former uh, Attorney General of California, was tough on crime at one time, is no longer. She is the perfect uh, poster lady for San Francisco values, the far left loves her. But the Biden insiders do not like Kamala Harris. So there's a battle. So the far left is now using the race card. This is Joy Reid on, she uh, has a show on MSNBC. She tweets out, quote, there is really bad taste forming around this Biden veep search. Biden clearly would have been better off making a quick announcement after South Carolina as some younger Pauls counseled, not allowing his very white older kitchen cabinets throwback biases to seep out. Very white is a racist statement from Joy Reid. The um, vicious Jennifer Rubin, who writes a column for The Washington Post, tweets the fact that a bunch of old white men, Chris Dodd and Rendell, effectively saying Kamala is too ambitious is disgraceful. They are managing to turn a positive milestone into evidence of deep misogyny, unless Biden picks Kamala. Okay? Old white men. Hmm. Now, here's a very interesting thing. 
So Joe Biden has a sister, Valerie. Full name is Valerie Biden Owens. She tells Business Insider this, put it up on the screen, quote, my brother is very conscious of that T-shirt moment at the debate, okay, where Kamala Harris sold merchandise that said that little girl was me. You remember that moment. You know what I mean by the T-shirt moment. I was that little girl, says Ms. Biden Owens. For Christ's sake, Joe's been for civil rights since he lived it for his whole life. Okay. So there's a little bit of animosity toward Camilla Harris. And I think in the long run or the short run, because Biden's not going to announce this week, but next week, he has to next week because the Milwaukee conference is underway in the middle of the month. I don't think Kamala Harris is going to get it. All right. So Susan Rice, I remember her, right? She was Barack Obama's big national security advisor, former U.N. ambassador. Obama loves her. Biden loves her. However, she's got baggage. She was at that meeting the last day that Obama was in office that discussed the Russian collusion stuff. She was there. She could get hammered by the upcoming Durham report. And she was the one in Benghazi who put out the false narrative that the attack on Americans in Libya was caused by a video. And it was not. And that was, she knew it wasn't. But I think, I think it might be Susan Rice. Roll the tape on this. We'll be right back. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, final thought of the day. Um, I interview uh, Sean Hannity. We're going to run it tomorrow about his book, new book, which is out tomorrow, I believe, uh, Live Free or Die. I scolded Hannity, Hannity because he stole that from New Hampshire. The state model. And I said, Hannity, are they sue you yet? That was a number of things we talked about. I think you will enjoy the interview. Here's a preview. I see him as frustrated, angry at times. It's taken, yep. the presidency has taken its toll on him physically. He's much uh, more overweight than he used to be, hunched over a little bit. You see that with every president. That's every, every president. Right. Yeah. So I see him as a changed man, primarily because I don't think he was prepared for the hatred that is be being directed at him. We're all human beings. We all have sensitivities. But mm -hmm. as you know, and I agree, there has never been a, a president in modern times as hated as Donald Trump. No. So here's the next no. question. Why? I'm listening. Here's the cupcake. Okay, go ahead. Why is he so hated? Another great Bill O'Reilly question. Um, I could tell you why, in my opinion, and I want to make this a shorter answer because I know you have a lot of great questions. Because this is what draining the swamp looks like. You know, I'm so disappointed. I'm a registered conservative in New York, Bill, and 
Before Donald Trump, they had 65 show votes in the House to repeal and replace Obamacare. The Senate, two years prior to Donald Trump becoming president, they voted just straight repeal. Donald Trump's the president would have been signed into law, and seven of those Republicans said, oh, never mind, I didn't really mean it. Thank you for watching us tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow.